This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is... Hey, Kaiser. Hi, uh, yo. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raleigh. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back for another hour. Uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Mike Rayleigh here, along with Ann Clapp. And uh, Brother Rufus Edmonston is with us. And uh, Nelson Cox, owner of the Garden Hut in Fuquay Varina, is, uh, is also here. And from Advance Tree and Shrub, Joy Plutro. And Joy uh, is a new sponsor uh, Joy, uh, welcome again to the show. We, we're glad. I hope you're enjoying yourself. Oh, yes. I mean, you're not put off by anything that we've done or anything. Okay, well, let's get, <laughs> well, let's get on him then. Yeah, yeah, let's get on him, Counselor. So, well, uh, I do want to ask him a question. Yeah, ask away. All right, all right, uh, Joey. I, I know that Nelson's going to say, forget it, forget it. But I 
I, I at one time had out about 15 red chips. Yeah. Do you know what happened to all the red chips? Well. I like those those uh, trees because I thought they were very gorgeous. The blooms were beautiful. They And everybody said they were sort of mundane like the Nandina. Now, a particular other sponsor of ours over the years has come in and treated uh, one of my red chips, and it has lived and seems to have cured. And there's one other left out of about 15. Is there going to be a comeback of that plant? And have you discovered anything yet that will stop that horrible scourge that killed them all? That was the Entomosporium so, leaf spot. Yeah, Entomosporium. Well, right. there, there actually is good news, Rufus. So there is a... Um, a red tip that is coming on the market that is resilient or resistance to the entomosporium. So, um, so yes, it, it it will make a comeback. It just won't be the the Fatinia frasieri as we yeah. knew it red tip, but it will be very very similar and resilient and have that that new flush of uh, really pretty growth. Everybody was planting those in the 80s. And there's a couple other species they, that don't get that attack um, that you'll see, and, it, and it's always fun to, to see one that's 20, 25 foot tall, and people are like, I mean, you know, even throws off some horticulturalists, like, what is that? What is that tree? Right. And, and it's just, you know, there's a couple tricks to identifying it. So Yeah, I mean, typically yeah. if you have Otinia or red tip, is uh, we always spray those with, fungicide once a month starting right. in april for a couple months and if your red tips have leaf spots on them already you know it's too late they will stay on the leaf so early spring when you get that new flush of growth all those fresh new leaves need to be sprayed with a fungicide because mm-hmm. once you get the leaf spot on there at that point you're just preventing anymore from getting on the leaves so, you know the uh, fragrant osmanthus has kind of that look to mm-hmm. it that has a little bit of that uh, it's more of a, a an bronzy. amber bronzy mm-hmm. type yeah. leaf but i that is one shrub that uh, we recommend a lot because that can be used uh yates was talking about that the um, blind or or screen that mm-hmm. he has down there that's something that can yeah. be used and the osmanthus i have found is a very hardy species very I, very I, hardy i can't find anything yeah. any problem with it Except for pruning every once in a while, yeah, you do need to shape them <laughs> if you want a nice hedge. But other than that, yeah. yeah, but they do they do really make a nice hedge. I you know NC State and Carolina both have used uh, the if you want a really big screen those uh, southern magnolias mm-hmm. as but you got to trim those. But you've got to have a uh, I don't know you have to have some special uh, tools for that. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear there's a comeback. To yeah, that'd be that'd be really nice because everybody everybody back in the '80s, it seemed like around here, were planting those as Nurseryman hedges. Nurserymen made a lot of money off of red of money. tips and Leylands and Leylands Leylands. Um, sure yeah. did. And I would also check those or have someone check them for root rot, Phytophthora root rot. Um, they can get that as well. Yeah, so. his are so old that he yeah. he he doesn't have Phytophthora yeah. root rot. Not on those. He's, I don't know what he's got. But, uh, else, I don't care whether Leyland's ever come back again or not. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. They that's a that's a shame, and there really isn't anything that 
that grows that fast. Well, there is. I mean, the green giant arborvita and Japanese that, cedars, absolutely, just as fast, just as pretty. In I didn't realize that it grew that fast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Uh, Joey, uh, tell us tell us a little more. Folks are just tuning in about advanced tree and shrub. Yeah. So I mean. Right now, I mean, it's, it's it's kind of a weird season, but like right now, uh, we're focusing on a lot of horticultural oil. And so, like right now is a really good time for scouting out <laughs> pests. Yeah. Camellias is a great one. Um, you know, anybody who has gardenias, uh, azaleas, uh, camellias, hollies, uh, look on the undersides of your leaves. All of a horticultural oil is a basic mineral oil that... Um, suppresses overwintering bugs and insects so you don't have a big outbreak next spring but you can actually find all of these pests on the undersides of your leaves so check your gardenias azaleas camellias hollies and you'll see the bugs and the eggs on the undersides of your leaves those are the species that need to be sprayed with horticultural oil now um, if you have a red maple in your yard a lot of the street trees they'll you'll see the bark is black completely black yeah, that's a whole nother yeah. beast though that's gloomy scale yeah. and in oil is just not even going to touch it mm-hmm. it's just not it, it's it's so hard to for a homeowner to eradicate that um yeah you need, we don't even sell expert, we don't even but... sell them anymore no really yeah yeah, we, yeah. i mean I, we we're doing a lot them. of red maple uh yeah we, oil we replace them <laughs> Every single week, yeah. it, it is insane. Uh, I even tried to get our wow, town planner to put in a moratorium on them because, you know, the native ones don't get it. That's what's interesting. But anything in cultivation, um, as soon as it goes into homeowners, it, it's going to yeah. happen. If I you mean, have red maples, you have to get a spray for gloomy scale. You do. It's going to get it. And I and I think doubt. professionally, it needs to be. What done. about the the sugar maple? There there are sugar a couple of varieties. Yep. Yeah, there are a couple of varieties that we can grow around. Absolutely. Here. But that's a shame because you know so many people that bought the the um, maple trees that uh, that have different f- f- the name varieties For that have different color colors fall, fall colors. It's yeah. just uh, until we can beat this gloomy scale. I haven't I had an update in a couple of years, but I don't know that we talked about it much on this show. If if yeah. I mean, typically it's I do a three spray program: one in the winter, one in the spring, and one in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the black is never going to go away. So the black is actually the dead scales, and if you look up really close, it's like salt and pepper, and the white ones are the live ones. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can really tell if you're getting control is like the overall health of the tree. I mean, you can go and try to scrape off all the black if you yeah. want, but mm-hmm. probably doesn't do the bark yeah. much good. But uh, <laughs> how how soon does this happen? I mean, in in the life of a tree of a maple tree. I mean, from what I've seen, um, and Joey, you feel free to comment, but. I, I see a lot of this. I mean, and once they've been in new home construction for six months, you'll start seeing a decline. You'll start seeing this gloomy scale. It's all gone. Hmm. So uh, yeah. it's it's a real a real issue, a real problem. It's unfortunate, but um, it's it's just a real issue. Yeah, and one thing that'll help is overall like plant vigor. So a lot of the times, like ambrosia beetles or different mm. types of scale, like they'll attack trees when they're stressed. And so yeah. if your tree's planted correctly or, you know, if you know it's going to get this issue, go ahead and preventatively spray right. for these things. Right. Preventative plant health care yeah. is one of the best things that you can do for your yeah. property. Certainly. It's just yeah. like your, uh, your car preventing problems is uh, certainly the way to go. And King's Auto Service can do that. Uh, you can 
be proactive with your maintenance, and uh, you're a lot better off. For instance, uh, the belts and hoses and fluid levels checked, along with the antifreeze protection level. Uh, it does get that cold sometimes around here. Tread depth on your tires. Get your, I mean, just something as simple as, as getting the air properly in your tires, uh, the, you know, the right amount of air. So, uh, so many things that uh, King's Auto Service can help you with. And any time of year, because uh, you know, when the seasons change, uh, the problems change with your car. Uh, if you have a hybrid vehicle now, King's Auto Service has certified hybrid technicians that can diagnose and give you available options for a high-voltage battery pack replacement for less than the dealer will charge for a replacement. And this usually occurs around 150,000 miles or so. So call King's on Monday. Schedule a courtesy battery analysis, King's Auto Service, and King's Correct Lube. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. We'll talk to Jeannie and Carrie coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. It's 1019. listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF, uh, joined by Nelson Cox, owner of the Garden Hut, and also uh, Joey Plutro, uh, Advanced Tree and Shrub. And uh, let's see, Jeannie is in Cary. Good morning. You're on WPTF. Hi. 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 I'm, I'm a longtime listener, uh, live in downtown Cary and am chronically having problems with planting the wrong things in the wrong places. Yeah, yeah. Um, so gearing up this spring to try to fix that. And I had heard earlier in my traveling um, to and fro this morning, someone on your show who said they could come and help me figure out where to put stuff. Yeah. That, I that, didn't quite get that. Yeah, that would be me. I'm... I'm certified arborist here basically i do free inspections so um, that'll be more of like a consultation um, and basically okay. i could come to your house and I, it's, it's too many species to list but basically what we would do is figure out whether you want something that you know is deciduous or evergreen and then from there you know we look at you know if it's a dry area or a wet area and then we can figure out you know what plant would be best suited there and a plant that you would like and then um, yeah, if it's a couple plants like one or two Yes, you know, I could plant those for you, but if it's like a whole landscape, you know, I would recommend a uh Oops. A, a landscaper. <laughs> um, but I could definitely could help that. you with species selection. Yeah, sure. I just broke my hand. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I was uh so gesticulating <laughs> here. <clears throat> I'm sorry, what did you say, Jeannie? You made some mistakes and and you can tell me where to put the mistakes that I've made. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we all make mistakes. It was a mistake. <laughs> it was a mistake for me to get, to get into broadcasting. So, I mean, if you want to if you want to know the truth, but uh, yeah, uh, Nelsa can help. Uh, of course, uh, Joey can can help a lot with this uh with uh, trees and shrubs. And uh so you know, Wonderful. you want to replace a plant, I'd call uh Nelsa and she she could help you with all of it too, but uh Joey 
um, advanced tree and shrub, J-O-E-Y, and his last name is P-L-U-T-R-O, Joey Plutro. And give us uh, information on how to get in touch with you. Yeah, um, so our phone number is 919-569-0555. And usually what will happen is you call the office, and uh, they'll set up a basically a free inspection or a consultation with me to come out and look at your property. Um, you can also message us on Facebook, um, Google, we're on Google, and Yelp as well. So just I would what I would do is call in and we'll have them set up a tree inspection. And doesn't he I. sound like a nice guy? He sounds like a nice guy that could maybe help me out. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love would. to. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys, and I, I love your show. You know, the problem this morning is that uh, that Nelsa brings these plants in, and she made me eat a, uh, a redbud flower this morning, and it wasn't particularly good. <laughs> <clears throat> At least and, it wasn't hot. <laughs> but, you know, this uh, this anise flower, uh, anise um, foliage. L- uh, foliage, you crush it up, and it smells like licorice. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like licorice, but the to eat but it smells really good mm-hmm. you ever done that before Jeannie? you ever uh crushed up an anise leaf leaf is that the, the bush that has like yellow leaves yeah kind of yellowish uh, bright some are have kind of a more light real bright green mm-hmm. foliage they're very striking uh florida anise. yeah i have one of those and that's one of the ones i've planted in the wrong place well go out there and take <laughs> take one of the leaves and crush it up and go. and uh sniff it oh <laughs> Doesn't that sound like fun? Yes, I crush it up and, and have my grandson smell. smell oh, okay. So you, you're you're part of the society. You know about this. So. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, you call Joy or and uh, and Nelsa. Um, okay. And um, they they'll get you all straightened out. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good day. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Bye. Rovis, you have anything to add? Oh, did he hang up? <laughs> no, that was Jeannie. Oh. There we go. I would hate for Jeannie to see my place. <laughs> it's a magnificent place. Well, because I've got uh, tall plants in front of short plants. If What's I, if, wrong if, with if, that? I'm not too much. That's right. There's a, a spot that's got a little bit of dirt in it. Something's going to go in it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Rufus. Yeah. I've got one yeah. for you. What, uh, what do you get when you cross a four-leaf clover with poison ivy? Relief clover. Uh, butt. <laughs> well, that's great. A rash of good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can uh, use that uh, next time one of your speeches, Rufus. I like that. That's a, that's a J.C. Knowles. It is a, it is a J.C. Knowles. Well, I thought we were on the heels of St. Patrick's Day, so yeah, know, I only get to tell right. that joke once a year. That's right. <laughs> So we, we're going to good luck. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a break. We'll be back and uh, talk to, <clears throat> excuse me, Steve and Fuquaverina coming up. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yeah, let's get back to whatever we're doing here this morning. Uh, Steve is in Fuquaverina. Hey, Steve. Good morning. Uh, you guys have a really good show. I don't wait, listen to it all. Can't listen to it all the time, but you fellas are very informative. Wait a minute. Why can't you listen to it all the time, Steve? Well, I, I'm just not available every Saturday, but uh, well, I'm I'm available every Saturday. You could be too. <laughs> I understand. 
Uh, I have a question, Mike, about uh, grass. Um, I, I am in a subdivision down here southwest of Fuquay, Verena, and it's um, um, not a problem yet, but uh, this uh, grass, uh, Bahia grass, is, uh, has infiltrated much of uh, my neighborhood, and I have a, a centipede long. Uh, centipede is pretty good at, uh, you know, um, it'll uh, keep other grasses out, but uh, it, it can't compete too well if uh, bahia grass uh, starts coming into it. So I, I can kill it with, uh, you know, with weed killer, grass killer, and then I have, you know, little brown spots where I kill it out. I've, uh, the, it appears the state used this as a, um, you know, to plant yeah. along the sides of the road at right. one time, and uh, and then in, in, when you have a heavy rainstorm, the seeds and everything wash down into the subdivision. And um, but uh, do you you guys know of anything that you can put down that will uh, keep uh, bahia grass from growing within a, a lawn? I do not know of anything selective enough to treat that with any type of warm season grass. Yeah, unfortunately, there there is no. You may gl- check the NC turf files, uh, ncsuturffiles.org to see um, if you can, or the toolbox to see if there's uh, if you can specifically ask that question if they have some type of remedy. It's really a pest. It, it I, you know, it, it grows about in about two weeks' time. It'll grow about mm-hmm. a foot and has that forked uh, seed mm-hmm. pod on it. I think they brought this stuff in from um, Argentina back in the 30s. I read, uh, you know, as a foraging grass mm-hmm. down in, uh, in Florida. And uh, unfortunately, um, uh, I think DOT used it in some places up here along the roadsides. But, I mean, if it gets into your yard, it's a mess. That's true. I don't. I don't think we have an answer uh, for you. I certainly you. do not. But uh, you know, keeping Bermuda out of fescue or fescue out of Bermuda uh, is is there are remedies for that. But uh, mm-hmm. this type of grass is so aggressive. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a, as aggressive yeah. as a a warm season grass would be as a Bermuda. Mm-hmm. It is a warm season grass. Yeah. It's not a problem right now. Uh, and it, uh, it spreads like centipede. It spreads, you know, by the roots. It also spreads by the seed pod, but it, it uh, seeds so much faster than centipede. Centipede's uh, a good grass down on this area where I'm at. Uh, the grass, the ground is very sandy and very poor. It was uh, former tobacco land, and so, you know, it's pretty depleted. But uh, centipede will do very well with it, but this kind of grass, will even uh, encroach on centipede yeah um not fun <laughs> yeah I, I don't i don't know that we i don't know we really have an answer for you on that okay. uh gerald adams uh the next i think gerald is is going to be on um next week okay. with us at logan's he might uh he might know something that they've done with with the mm-hmm. state because he's he has to deal with a lot of that on Centennial Campus, mm-hmm. and uh, he he might have some. If if you want to call back next week and and uh, ask Gerald, okay. In the meantime, you can you can check the uh, turf files. Have you ever visited turf files? I have not turf files, and that's under what uh, website? It's uh, NCSU turf okay. files. It might be NCSU. Dot edu turf files dot org. Okay. 
Well, thank you very much. I'll check on that. I'm sure this is a problem that a lot of other people have. I mean, yes. they cut their grass every week and don't pay attention to it. It's uh, maybe they don't notice, but I'm telling you, it's a it's a <laughs> it's a problem when it infiltrates alone. I've kept it out of mine pretty good, but I have to work all the time to um, if I see a spot coming up, I spray it and, and you know and just kill the grass in that area uh, till um, you know, but. Uh, well, I, I was just looking online, and and there there are a lot of like Clemson, uh, Clemson. You, I'm sure NC State has uh, mm-hmm. has stuff too. I didn't put in nor controlling or keeping Bahia grass out of uh, yeah. the lawn. If you put that in there, now the first thing that comes up, it it says um, Bahia grass control or Bahia grass and control in garden beds is achieved with spot spraying of of Roundup, basically, glyphosate. Oh, yeah. yeah, the weed killer or grass killer will kill it. Uh, so. But it will kill the centipede, too, obviously, yeah, or anything else. All the other grass, too, yeah. and just leaves a brown spot, you know, for a while. Um, you know, it, it, it just, it's really, I mean, even Bermuda grass, uh, I don't know, that, but Bermuda would keep it out is, uh, if you had really, you know, the only thing you can do uh, in the meantime probably is just to keep that centipede yep. as, as healthy as possible. Oh, yes. And uh, that would make it, uh, you know, make it a really tight lawn there. Right. It, it, the centipede does very well. It seems to thrive on poor soil, soil and it doesn't need a lot of fertilizer or anything. So, Nelsa, a pre-emergence, would that, that's not going to help either. No, because of the rhizomes, the way it spreads. Mm-hmm. So, you know, preventatively wise, if you have, you know, an area that new lawn or area and it's never gotten into it, then doing your, your two to three applications of pre-emergent a year certainly could help keep it out before it ever has the opportunity to seed in that area. Yeah. So check check it out uh, on, on the uh, turf files or plant box website through the cooperative extension service um and okay well, that uh, that and uh you know clemson clemson's great uh, mm-hmm. they have a great horticulture department and then some of their some of their stuff on the internet is really good well thank you very much well i appreciate y'all's time this morning yeah Thanks and for all that advice and and uh, steve call next week seriously call next week uh i'm sure gerald has an opinion on on uh, okay. that type of grass uh, all right. Well, thank you so much, and y'all have a great weekend. Thank you. Hey, you. You do go to the Garden Hut, don't you, in Fuquay? Um, well, I, I think I've been by there maybe once. Well, you need to go there. That's when that, Nelsa owns that business. Okay. And uh, a long time. She's been on the show forever, and, and Steve, it'd be in your best interest to go there. Okay. Someday. Well, I'll try to check that out. At, uh, it's a great place. Up. It's not just plants. they got a lot of stuff. It's a fun a place. Stuff. Old Honeycut Road. You, you, you better go today, Steve. Well, I can't go today. I've got a too well, busy schedule. Well, when but, when uh, can you go? But thank you so much for all your advice and for spending time uh, with me on this Mike, question. Shame on you. Y'all have a great weekend. Hey, you too, Steve. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm just funning Steve, but he really ought to take time to go out today. He's, he couldn't funny. be that busy. Worrying about ba- this Bahia or Bahia, which do you call it? I say Bahia. Bahia. Like Bahama. It's kind of like pecan, pecan. Exactly. Or uh, 
peony or Some peony. Some people say Bahia or Bahia. Oh, Bahia. I, I don't know what the turf specialists say. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we're all saying it wrong, but that's okay. It's a anyway, weed. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rufus, how do you say Bahia? Do you say it Bahia, Bahia? Or do you care? I don't, I don't fool with it. I, you, probably got, at your house. <laughs> you probably got some growing out there on Lake Wheeler Road. Well, they, 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 you notice how, Joey, how silent I become when they start talking about grass. Because I live in a 1921 bungalow that's on the historic register, and it's got every kind of weed, uh, bad grass, good grass, whatever it is. If it's green, I mow it, and in, in the summertime, I don't have to worry about any of these kind of uh, seeding, fertilizing whatsoever because I make my my flower beds so spectacular that nobody gives a hoot about my yard. There you go. <laughs> That's kind of the way I feel about mine. We, we both have colonial yards. We have George Washington yeah. uh, lawns. And by the way, I saw that picture of your Daphne. That is the... The most spectacular thing I've ever seen. It's just a crazy serpent coming out from under this Mahonia. I know. I, it, it it really my, is. My, my Daphne has gone crazy this year. I I don't want to talk that much good stuff about it, but I've never had a better Daphne crop in my life. Well, I'm just excited that I've I've wrangled a hundred Daphnes to come into our store. Are but they I'm, in demand or what? Yeah, but I'm not sure when they'll be in. I'm hoping before the end of March. But, Rufus, I've got one more four-leaf clover joke for you. Um, why don't you ever iron a four-leaf clover? I don't know. Why don't you ever iron a four-leaf clover? You might press your luck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> more of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. Not a whole lot more, but some. <laughs> You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF uh, for about 10 minutes here on the the WPTF Weekend Gardener. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Now, a a lot of bird lovers out there. And what I'd like you to do is uh, go to the contest tab at WPTF.com because, uh, you know, keep feeding the birds. That's a good saying from my friends at Wild Birds Unlimited and all their customers in Raleigh and Cary, just great folks. Uh, They have given us a bird feeder with cranberry seed cylinder and 25 pounds of their famous no-mess bird seed. They've done it again. They do stuff like this all the time. So grateful to have them as sponsors. Uh, All you have to do, if you'd like to win this, is uh, go to the contest tab at WPTF.com. It's that simple. And, uh, you know, it's not like we are running this for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and there are a million people uh, who have registered. You know, we're we're just running it uh, for for a couple weeks and – and that's it. So uh, register right now at the contest tab at WPTF.com. So you brought in some anise. You brought in some uh, camellias. 
Three different types of camellias. Mm-hmm. What uh, camellias? What varieties did you bring? Uh, well, the the white one with the nice um, pronounced yellow stamens is one called Silver Waves. Um, then we have your your uh, Professor Sergeant. Um, well, Rufus, uh, you sent me a a photo of a Professor Sergeant yesterday in New York. It was magnificent. Going crazy. Japan. Yeah, I love yeah. that. One. Beautiful. Yeah. That's a japonica. Mm-hmm. Has a larger, lighter larger green foliage. leaves. Mm-hmm. And then um, this little sweet one here is one called Greensboro Red. Now, how old a variety is the Greensboro Red? Is that a relatively new? Oh, Lord, it's probably, no, it's probably been around, I'd I'd have to check. Um, I know one guy who is like an incredible uh, camellia expert, um, he's trying to sort them all out. And when I say sort them all out, like all over the world. Yeah. But but Greensboro Red has probably been around, um, gosh, probably 1800s early 1900s does your mom have one on her property we we don't um we we have um a white by the gate i believe um which uh i think i gave my grandmother years ago Mm. we have a few camellias up up in her near her old hosta area but um but i did go camellia shopping so i'm looking forward to having some really beautiful camellias come in on uh, this coming wednesday are they more dwarf varieties everybody some seems to are, like some to of them are a little bit varieties. compact but uh you know you, you have to get uh joseph over here to prune them yeah joseph <laughs> are you finding joey. more people are, are putting joseph joey <laughs> you're thinking you're right, thinking about our you friend joseph gray <laughs> from from uh, cnn uh joey uh, Plutro, are you finding more people are planting dwarf plants now? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, to me, I think dwarf plants are the way to go. A lot of people I find are planting, or they get them when they're small and they turn out being big. Yeah. Right? So, you know, if you plant a small one or a dwarf variety, you don't have to worry about you know, pruning them as much. Um, but if you're going to plant a camellia, you know, just watch out for T-scale and algal leaf spot are my mm-hmm. two biggest things. For yeah. What do we do for those? Well, algal leaf spot, really the only treatment we do is with a liquid copper um, in August. Yep. Mm. And then T-scale, I always use horticultural oil, and then I come back with insect growth regulator uh, in the spring and, and summer. So they need to be sprayed. T-scale has multiple generations a year. But keeping, so. the, keeping the old blooms when they drop kind of away so you don't yeah. get the Yeah, and that's true of a lot of plants. Yeah. Uh, a lot of plants that we have that we should. You get that rule. You, you wait another two to three weeks. You'll start having calls about these sponges growing on your camellias. And right. That's the yeah. You know the gnarly looking um, camellia leaf gall, but. And that really doesn't doesn't harm the shrub that much, does it? I mean, it's probably it's not going to kill it, but you appearance. certainly don't want it to perpetuate. So yeah. cleaning your blooms as best right. you can, or when you do see it, you know, and mm. sterilizing. And the you can prevent that with cuts. a fungicide. Yes. Uh, so yeah. you can spray the camellias with a fungicide once a month as well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the horticultural oil has really come in. Mm-hmm. Um, horticultural oils, a lot for a lot of oils, use. and usually the you know used to use more of a dormant oil um which was kind of a petroleum base um versus the horticulture oil is a little lighter yeah um so there's a couple different yeah. combinations we don't have to worry about the toxicity for Correct. for us yeah. so right. just smothering the bugs is basically what right. it and if you're going to spray it you you want to treat the insect not the plant so if you're spraying horticultural oil on the top of your leaf 
For T-scale, it's never going to work. Yeah. you got to spray the underside of the leaf where the insects are at. Which is kind of tough to do. We used to use, uh, what was it, Saigon, things like that, that were that would get into the system of the, the plant. Systemic, yeah. Systemic, yeah. What is it you were trying to say? Saigon, that was, something, was called something else, though. No, it was Saigon. That's what it's, it's C-Y-G-O-N. Oh, okay. That's what Irv Evans used to But I don't know if they make that they, anymore. No, it's a, there are other... Yeah. other things but yeah it was saigon yeah acephate <clears throat> yeah now, right so joy uh advanced tree and shrub uh, before we go off uh, let us let us know what y'all do how to get in touch with you yeah so i'm a certified arborist i do free property inspections i'm basically a plant health care expert insect disease specialist um, and i walk around your property you know, diagnose problems and it's my job to you know, keep your landscape green and healthy um, right now, it's a good time for horticultural oils, soil samples, uh, fertilizer, um, and anything to do with the soil as far as like air spading work, um, root collar excavations, root invigoration, uh, root barrier installations, all that root pruning and stuff can be done this time of year. Um, and so if you notice any problems on your property, um, please give me a call. It's a free inspection. I can come out, diagnose, and then come up with a plan uh, specifically for your property um, to make sure that it thrives to its fullest potential. Advance, A-D-V-A-N-C-E, Advance Tree and Shrub, and, and how do we get in touch with you? Right, you can call us at 919-569-0555, and our secretaries will set you up with a free tree inspection with me, um, or you can message us on Facebook. Uh, we're on Yelp and Google. Nelsa, uh, the Garden Hut, uh, you all got anything going on today, or how long are you open today? Uh, we are open till 5, and okay. uh, we'd love to see you. We've got lots of beautiful uh, spring items, uh, vegetable plants, uh, blooming flowers, and house plants, all kinds of great stuff. What, uh, what are some of the things we can be doing in the landscape right now this week? <clears throat> well, I mean, get, a top of, get on top of um, any type of pre-emergent um, you know, your cool season weeds that are starting to germinate now. So you want to take care of that. Uh, maybe put some fresh mulch down. Um, you know, check out if there's any uh, dead, dying, damaged, diseased wood on your trees uh, or shrubs and go ahead and take care of that. Um, just doing a, a cleanup and, and um, you know, maybe refreshing your container gardens with some, some pretty violas or pansies or um, perennials, dianthus, uh, hellebores, um, you know, hookara, so, um, and just start planning for what some of your favorite spring flowers are. Yeah. Vegetable garden. We Vegetable keep, well, garden, absolutely. Get that sort. If you're planting in the ground, till that soil up. The sun will warm it quicker. If you're doing raised garden beds, you know, starting to, to prepare um, with good soil amendments and, and um, organic fertility, that type of thing. And like I say, it's a great time to plant cool season vegetables and prepare for your summer vegetables. All right. You going to join us again in March sometime? You think? I'll try. All right, we'll uh, we'll see if we can make that happen. Thank you so much, my good friend, and Joey, my new friend. Thank you very much for. I hope you. Uh, well, yeah. Thank you guys for having me, uh, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Will you come on again? If you would like to have me on, yeah, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We ran your your wife and daughter away real quick. I, don't, uh, I, I think she was going to eat breakfast with uh, her mom yeah, or a little your mom. one. Yeah, little one needs to eat or she'll get. That's cranky. right. That's right. Well, we don't want her to be cranky. So, uh, well, I, I want to leave a, a kind word with my friend Nelson. All right. I dearly love, probably best of all, next to Professor Sargent, my NC State Red Comedian. 
awesome. Yes. Yeah. Pack. Uh, yep. They need all the go they can get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I like any red flower. I like blue flowers too, though. But uh, it's yeah, hard to I'm find a Carolina blue one, Rufus. Rufus, I'm gonna call I'm you. Gonna talk about any kind of game coming up. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. You take care. We'll talk to you soon. And Very good. Uh, we'll talk to you on the show next week. All right, my friend. So the great Rufus Edmonston, Miss Ann, thank you very much. God love you all. We'll see you next week on the Weekend Gardener.